0: Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. I just wanted to mention, thank you guys that came out on Monday night for our the lighted parade that we had. It was amazing. I mean, we had tons of people here. Kayla, how many drinks did we serve? Do you remember or no? We ended up losing because <laughs> it got too crazy. It got crazy here? Probably over 100 drinks. And... We went through three Costco things of hot chocolate. Oh, okay. Well, and we went through 12 dozen donuts. I do know that, and all the drinks. So we had a lot of people coming in this building, and we, oh, I forgot <laughs> the, the letter that we got from the city. Anyway, if you wanna look it up in a moment, I just wanna read that because I I think it's important that, and it's cool, the connection we have and the appreciation for our church and the community, and that city life is impacting our community, and that's great, and that means that we are all participants in that and a part of that. I also wanna mention that, uh, you have it? Okay, thank you, thank you, all bold letters, thank you, three times. For all that City Life Church did for us last night, this was Tuesday, obviously, we had so many happy staff members and participants because they got to hold a warm drink while they were working, waiting. How did it go for you guys on the inside? Question mark. I'm sure we'll get back to her. We so appreciate having your help with this event. Please send any thoughts, suggestions from your crew my way. From our end, things seem to go really well. Have an awesome, wonderful holiday season, and Jordy Beasley, court, recreation coordinator for City of Lacey, so that's awesome. So thank you guys, much appreciated. So with Hearts to Homes, so this past Wednesday, we had at the uh, South Sound Chamber m- lunch meeting, we had a table there with our Hearts to Homes stuff laid out, and we had a our, our little giving tree there, and we put some tags on there, some family name tags, and uh, were able to uh, present to the chamber what Hearts to Homes was. Well, we had a flock of people come, and those tags were gone in a second. So I know everybody, and then these are all business owners in the community, and they were all so wanting to know more about Hearts to Homes and how they could participate and be involved. So if you're here and you didn't get a tag, what I would encourage you to do is go over to Heritage Bank right here in Lacey. They have our giving tree there, and there's one in Tumwater and also Olympia branch. So if you wanna grab a tag, go in there, grab a tag in there, so that'd be awesome, because our tags are all gone, and, which is good. Thought we thought we would have some today. We, we had some, but then they all went away on Wednesday at the chamber <laughs> lunch, so that's good. A lot of people in the community are really excited about this and being able to be a part of something that we're doing in the community. So this is very, very cool. So thank you guys so much. And we're wanting to see this continue to grow and, and just be something incredible for our, for our community and, and the families in need in our community. All right. You know, talking about, Heather was talking about Christmas, Christmas season, and I was thinking about, it's probably the most uh, celebrated event or time of, of the year, bar none in our entire world. And think that if it weren't for Jesus, we wouldn't be doing this, right? This Christmas season would not exist anywhere. How many people that try to get rid of or try to figure out a way around who Jesus is and make their own thing? the, The bottom line is, if it weren't for Jesus, we wouldn't be celebrating and we wouldn't be enjoying and we wouldn't have all of the beauty that we're experiencing and, and I don't know I just it blows my mind every time I think about that that that's a, a great thing and we're part of his family and I love it so much well I wanted to just kind of finish up today in the in this whole thing about grow and I was thinking about maybe some key things in regards to the what's important in being able to grow consistently and There's a word that I thought was thinking about is being teachable, teachable, the word teachable, teachable, teachable. It's the secret to consistent growth. And I think about that because all of the experience, my experience in life and going through different jobs and different things and and being around different people and, and really seeing those who are teachable and those who aren't. Then I came up with this other word, this word called suckers, and... We're gonna talk a little bit about suckers this morning and we're gonna talk a little about being teachable this morning, so a couple things and how they go together. But suckers really are things that have attached themselves to our lives or we've allowed to attach to our lives, habits, attitudes, uh, different things like doubt, selfishness, whatever it might be. These are just kind of these suckers that have sort of attached themselves to us. And suckers aren't really good things for the most part because they take away from the good that may be there, nutrients and all those kind of things. There are also people that can tend to be suckers in our life, and there's nobody here like that, obviously. We've never been a sucker. We don't know anybody, right? Never. (laughs) But they can suck the life out of you when you're around them day in and day out constantly, and they just... and then you try to pour into them, but there's no, you never see a positive change, you never see any results from that. So there's this whole thing of, what do we do? How do we transition? There's this thing that is connected that I would see as being teachable, teachable, and that's the connection, teachable. So there's a couple definitions of a sucker. Now the reality is, when you look up the word, there's a lot of things that can be referred to as being a sucker, because there's... The one, the candy, the kids, the sucker, right? The kids like. There's like, if you're working on a car and you're talking with your buddies or whatever, hey, let's get this sucker running. It's just a, a term you used. Somebody who's referred to as a sucker, that they're gullible, maybe. So there's a lot of, of this word. And, but I wanted to give a couple definitions that go with this grow theme. The first one is a shoot that arises in a mature plant from a root or the base of the main stem that absorbs nutrients from the host. The second one is a plant growth that develops from the root stock of a plant that does not originate from a seed, but instead it grows from the base of the root of the plant. Interesting that suckers, they don't originate from a seed, they just find themselves leeching on or attaching somewhere to something. Really don't have a purpose Except when we allow them to attach themselves to us, it becomes a distraction It begins to take away from some of the good things in our life and we get sidetracked with some of these things. Suckers are most of the time unwanted because they pull energy from the main uh, plant when it's needed for nutrition, uh, for other of those things to keep it healthy. In a lot of cases, suckers are removed you we, we look at, especially if you're a gardener, if you work on plants and you do things, and you look and you notice and you identify them and you go in to remove them. That For the most part, they can do that because, again, they can create problems. The other thing I learned, though, in certain types of suckers, you can actually pull them up, dig them up, uproot them, and move them and replant them so that they can actually be productive on their own. This is interesting. And I think that's the thought process that we have when we're dealing with, maybe we're discipling somebody, you're dealing with, with somebody who you feel like, man, all they do is just suck me dry, they're sucking energy out of me all the time. I think it's a place where we can actually help them, move them away from them being the sucker source as being somebody who can actually give back by planting them and getting, having their own fruit, instead of constantly feeling like they're going to be leeching off of us, and trying to have have us help them, or be the solution for everything for them. And so we are able to move them, plant them, root them on their own, and they become actually a healthy fruit-bearing plant. I think that's an interesting thought process in suckers. And I was thinking about, back when I was a kid, we had these raspberry plants. We had a lot of raspberry plants. I don't know if you've ever been around raspberry plants. But our assignment, us boys, we had to weed the raspberries. That was one of our jobs, weeding the raspberries. I did not like weeding the raspberries for many reasons. One is the weeds just get entangled in the roots of raspberries, and, and there's stickers on the raspberries. So you're, you're just irritated, and you can't pull the roots of the weeds out because they're just so in, stuck in there that they're just, it's just a constant battle. So when we were, you know, dad would say, hey, boys, go weed the raspberries, that was just like the worst thing you'd ever want to hear. I got fun things to do. I got people to see, places to go, friends to play with, that kind of a thing. And I remember like when my friends would come over, they stopped wanting to come over because when they come over, it's like they had to help us weed the raspberries. (laughs) They're like, Steve, come to my house. Your dad makes me work every time (laughs) at your house. (laughs) But we, because of maintaining and pulling the weeds and keeping the raspberries in that healthy place, we were able to have good raspberries. But in those raspberries, suckers would grow. And so you would have to decide what, where did the, did the energy need to go into? Did you want to try to nurture the suckers too? No, they had to come out of there or they had to be transplanted somewhere because they, they couldn't be fruitful on their own when they're pulling away from the main plants. So you can carefully dig around them and move them and replant them. And we have tomato suckers on tomatoes, if you guys grow tomato plants. Now, there's a couple different types of tomato plants, determinate and indeterminate tomato plants. And the determinants are the ones who grow to a certain size all the time and they blossom and then all the tomatoes come out basically at one time. And so they are only going to get a certain size. The indeterminate ones, they go crazy. And they can get leggy and long and they can bloom and produce fruit all season long. And they can get big to where we have these cage things you put around, but those cages start falling over everything because they just get... Well, a lot of that growth comes from suckers. And those suckers, if you let them... They will produce fruit, but what happens is it takes away from the overall health of the plant. You get smaller fruit, not as healthy, not as good, not as lush. And so... People tend to go in, if they're really into gardening, probably prune some of those out. I have a picture just to let you know what a sucker is. This is a sucker. So right here, that right in this area of the tomato plant, these little things that grow up in the, the crux right there, that's a sucker, just so you know, if you're into gardening and stuff. So from now on, you know, well, Pastor Steve showed me this, and that's how come my tomatoes are amazing. That's the story you can tell your neighbors. But we all have little things like this in our life that will come and they'll just attach themselves or they'll grow and they're like, where did that come from? Little things that begin to sidetrack us, to begin to suck some of the energy out of us that we lose focus at times. And so instead of having all of our uh, nutrition, everything coming from the root source, Jesus Christ, that we rooted down in him, rooted in love, and we talk about those scriptures, Sometimes we don't depend on that when we really need to, and we're looking for other places. And so these little suckers, they sidetrack us, and we think, oh, maybe this is the answer. So those things. So we need to be careful. We need to be pruning those things, be looking at those things as we are moving through life. And then you have these tree suckers, the ones that actually, I don't know if you noticed, you get around trees, maple tree maybe or something, and you see like a little sucker growing up by a root somewhere. And those are, are begin to grow up, and you're looking like, oh, is another tree starting? Not really. What really those are about, and they tend to s- send those shoots, is a tree seems to, seems to be healthy, for the most part, from the top up. Down toward the bottom of the tree, it's, a lot of times, is an indication of it's, not, it's unhealthy. And so what it's doing is it's trying to reproduce and send out new shoots to try to create some health in it. And it's really the wrong way to do it and the wrong thing to do is not to do it in these suckers. And because you look at them and you go, I don't even know if that looks like the tree. If you look at that sometimes, it's like, that's not even, the leaf shape doesn't even really match. And there's a, a lot of things you can read about how that, why that is and grafting and all of that stuff. But we have to be careful that we keep our roots in Christ, yeah. that it's rooted down in Christ. And if things begin, if we see in our life, it's like, man, I'm just, I'm not feeling healthy right now spiritually or emotionally, whatever it might be, sometimes we can send up these little shoots that they're false, they're not real, they're not rooted in him, and they're in other things, and we may be looking somewhere else for an answer. Well, for whatever reason, God's not fixing this for him. He's not doing, let me try this. I, I don't know, because so many things now today you see, different religions, people are saying now, hey, even Christians, I'm seeing this. Well, Jesus Christ, there's more than one way to heaven now, because there's a lot of gods, there's a lot of ways, and people are spreading out their religious roots a little bit, trying to find somewhere to land where they can say, oh, this, oh, let's try this, this doesn't work, let's try this. The reality is, Christians, we have to maintain our root system, that it goes down deep into Christ, and that we don't get sidetracked by these other things, and try to have these little suckers growing up, hoping that those things can be the answer for us to take care of whatever situation or problem we're in. Don't be sending shoots elsewhere to try to find the answer. Our dependency is on Christ. For sure, it's on Christ. Now, Brett was talking about pruning different things, and, and there's a difference between pruning. There's the, I have these tools, pruning shears you have, and then you have these loppers, right? There's a difference between pruning and lopping. Pruning, you prune for the sake of creating more growth and more, more healthy things in, in abundance, Lopping is you're just getting rid of it and you have no, there's no purpose for it, right? There's sometimes in our life, we, there's things that need to be pruned, that we're keeping those. We're trying to flourish in those areas. So pruning's good. We understand that. There's also a place for lopping and it doesn't always feel good when, the, when something gets cut off. Maybe there's that sucker that we have to lop off and at first we're like, oh man, that didn't feel good. I didn't want to lose that. But reality is that's what needs to happen those things that suck the life out of us, that take energy away and not allow us to be free in our life and our walk with the Lord. And those things happen. So that takes me into that place of then becoming a teachable sucker, maybe. There's a transition we're doing. We're taking some of those suckers, they can actually produce and reproduce, the ones that can be transplanted. Now, some of them, you just gotta cut them off. You gotta lop them off. But there's others we have to be careful that because we look at somebody and say they're just a life sucker, they're, they're no, they're, there's no purpose for them, they just bug the heck out of me and I just don't have a place for them in my life, whatever. The reality is, if we start looking and going, you know what, I think there's something that's common here with people who are growing in their walk in the Lord is they're teachable. They're teachable, they're teachable. So I think about this, I wanna give you a few thoughts about this and being teachable. And being teachable is a quality that's found in people who learn, who like to learn. It is a quality. You want to learn. You want to learn more. The disciples wanted to learn from Jesus. They were teachable. Did they make mistakes? Yes, but they were always teachable. In fact, Jesus was the greatest one example of saying, I'm teachable. What did he say? He listens to his father, does what his father says, does the will of his father. That's being teachable. And so if Jesus demonstrates and shows the importance of being teachable, what more do we need than that, that we become teachable? And when we're not teachable, we're unwilling to receive truth or unwilling to be taught things of the kingdom, then it leads us to this spiritual darkness that we don't want to be in. And that allows all these suckers to grow in our life and things that just begin to overtake us. And all of a sudden, the beautiful raspberry plants are just overtaken by suckers, because that is what would happen if they weren't pruned or if they weren't lopped off. So I want to just mention a few things about the importance of being teachable. Number one, for spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. Now we're going to get into a lot of scriptures here. This is good. Hebrews chapter 5, starting in verse 11. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain. Especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. I think what happens so often in the Christian life is people are stuck on this milk, constantly dependent on everybody else to feed them. Feed me, feed me, it's like a baby. And that's a natural thing when we're babies, when we're baby Christians, to be needing milk and the constant and people are caring and all that. But there's a weaning process, there's a moving on to solid foods, there's a a being able to be more mature and grow and to feed yourself People like, I go to church because that's where I get fed. Come on now. (laughs) Those are people who are still drinking milk. You come to church because of a lot of other reasons, and you'll probably receive some food. But as a Christian who's maturing, you need to be feeding yourself. (laughs) That's your responsibility, feeding yourself. You pick up the word and you begin to inhale it. You begin to feed yourself. So we want to see that Progression. Of growing, becoming mature. The second important uh, importance of being teachable is for a life of obedience. Philippians 4:9. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So many times we live in this. People, I see people. There just there's no peace. There's no rest. But they haven't yet put into practice the obedience of following the word, following Christ and what He's. Talking to us about the next thing is for discerning God's guidance. Romans 12:2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasant, pleasing and perfect. I, don't know, I talk to people and I say, I just don't know God's will for me. I don't know. Well, have you been seeking Him? Have you spent time in, with Him? Have you been reading His Word? Have you changed the way you think about who God is and what he is to you in that process? There's something that happens when we begin to discern the voice of the Lord. We begin because it only comes from spending time with him. I I don't have a problem with talking to people and encouraging them in, in their life in different areas. But this is an area where each person has to come to that place of hearing from the Spirit, for themselves. Yes. God brings confirmation from others, from leaders, from pastors, from people around family and friends. He brings the confirmation. But make sure you're hearing from the Holy Spirit. Right. Because if, if you're not hearing from the Holy Spirit and you get something that you start running on something and you think it's God, maybe it isn't. But if we're spending time seeking Him in His presence, I promise you, you'll hear from Him. It takes a little time sometimes, we get rushed just like we sang this morning, we we have to be still and listen. We talk way too much to him. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that and he loves to hear us, but we have to give him time to respond and time to answer us. Now I wanna give you some hindrances to being teachable. Number one is just the activity of the devil, of the enemy. He loves to come after us to hinder us from being teachable. 2 Corinthians 4.4, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. He loves to come and blind us, to, to keep us from seeing who God is. And so the activity of the devil is always, he's always after us, isn't he? He's always knocking on our door. He's always tapping us on the shoulder, and he's trying to distract us. He's planning these suckers in our life to try to get us off base and get us to where we're not teachable. Then the next area, a hindrance of not being teachable, is not having the Holy Spirit. Just talking about that. Not having the Holy Spirit. This is key. 1 Corinthians 2, starting in verse 11. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we don't use words that come from human wisdom. (laughs) Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. We need to connect with the Holy Spirit. That's how we know. That's how we can hear. We, the human spirit is active, the human spirit's at work all the time. But so is the Holy Spirit. We just have to know who we're plugging into. Where's our root system? Where are we focused? We need to know the Holy Spirit. We must have the Holy Spirit. And He's present in all of us. When we say yes to Jesus Christ, His Spirit comes and resides in us. But the the issue I think I see so many times is people do not tap into the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in them. We must tap into that. And then the, another hindrance to being teachable is unwillingness to be taught. That is, I see that so often in people. Psalm 32, verse 8 and 9. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit and bridle to keep it under control. This is so true. I, certain people, I mean, you've got to throw a bridle on them putting a bit in their mouth. and, you, and They're just always off looking somewhere else, and they're not willing to listen. They don't want to be taught anything. They just want to go run here, run there, do this, do that. We don't want to be like that. We need to be able to be guided by the Holy Spirit and be willing to be taught. Be willing to be taught. Jesus, when he was 12, I must be about my father's business. I need to learn from my father. I need to know. I want to get everything in me that I can. If we stop learning, we begin to go backwards. And one thing I know my dad taught me growing up, because there would be classes offered, Bible studies, there would be this or that, what was going on, whatever it was, and it's easy to say, oh, I've read that before, or "I, I... I studied that before so I don't need to go to that class. Well, that's kind of a sense of pride in a way because (laughs) I don't know if you're like me, but I tell you what, I discover new things and new truths in the word every day. And so if there's something presented and there's something that I can be taught something, I wanna learn. So if we're above that and say, oh, I don't need to do that, I've done that before or whatever it is, we have to be careful about that because pride can easily sneak in and get in the way. And then another hindrance of being teachable is reliance on the wisdom of the world, which we just read about, not focusing on the wisdom of the world. There's so many things out there right now that are clamoring for us, for our ears. All this wisdom out there supposedly that's not, and it's not truth. And so reliance on wisdom of the world, we cannot be doing that. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we are being saved, who are being saved, no, it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Wow, there's a lot of very intelligent people out there who are wandering out there aimlessly, who know a lot of stuff, but they don't know him. I tell you what, when we know him, the stuff that the intelligence that people have is from God, it, It's God, God put that there. But until we marry that with who he is, in his mind, the mind of Christ, not the mind of the world, that's when we begin to see things take place. And then the last one that's a hindrance is being afraid to ask questions. Sometimes we feel like, well, if I ask that question, I'll seem, seem dumb, or like I don't know anything. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You know, know, I always tell people there's no such thing as a dumb question. I mean, because everybody has a different angle or what they're looking at something differently. So there's really not a dumb question. You may laugh like, oh, whatever, but don't be afraid to ask questions. All right, Jesus traveled to Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know. He was there for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, the son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies. He will be killed, but in three days later, he'll rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying. However, and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. They were afraid to ask questions. They didn't ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Now, the last section of this is Basically, the requirements to be teachable. What does it take to be teachable? Number one, being eager and willing to learn. Real key, being eager and willing to learn. I know when I was in school as a student, I don't know that I was really eager to learn. Maybe a little willing. I love PE. (laughs) I loved recess. I loved lunch hour. But I think as you get a little bit older, you realize the importance of education and learning. Anyway, eager and willing to learn. Proverbs 15, 18.15 says this, Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Their ears are open for knowledge. Always be ready to learn. And then Proverbs 4.10-13 says, My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long, good life. I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them. For they are the key to life. His instructions, the key to life. Be willing to learn and eager to learn. <laughs> and the next one is will, be willing to ask for help. This is a tough one for a lot of people. Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 28. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? <laughs> Jesus replied, this kind can be cast out only by prayer. They needed help. They needed to know, what is it, Jesus? What was it? He spent a lot of time with his father. He spent a lot of time praying. There's certain things that we just, sometimes we just run out and we expect this to happen. And there are certain aspects, certain types of things, situations that we're in. It just, it probably going to take a little bit more effort. Prayer, sometimes fasting, whatever the Holy Spirit is saying to do, we do. Because it's not just Yep, just I want, I get. I think his desire. You see, the purpose for, for God is he already knows his heart for healing people and all those things. But there's something greater than that. He's looking for what's going on in our heart. How can he connect us? How can he get us deeply rooted in him and in his love and, and his purposes? And he has things so much greater than just, than just healing someone. What do we get when we begin to pursue his presence and we go in and we we spend time with him? There's something else that happens and we're transformed. And oh, by the way, yes, the healing, that's great. That happens. But there's something greater that happens within us. The next one is just in requirement to be teachable is pray for wisdom, pray for wisdom. And how does that come? Because we talked about there's the knowledge, then there's the understanding. Because you can have knowledge and not have understanding, the knowledge isn't really that valuable. But eventually you get to that point of wisdom. One of the things with Solomon, that was the thing, the question was, what did he ask for? What did Solomon ask for? And, and the first thought, people say, well, he asked for wisdom. No, he didn't ask for wisdom, he asked for understanding. But he got wisdom, because that was ultimately where he was going, but there's that understanding. He said, he knew, I, just, I need to have some understanding. But we need to pray for that, pray for wisdom. James chapter one, verse five. And if you need wisdom, Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So let's ask him for wisdom. And then the next one is pray for spiritual insight. This is key, spiritual insight, Ephesians chapter one, verse 17, asking God, the glorious father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. And I pray that your hearts will be flooded with the light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power, spiritual wisdom and insight, that we would grow in our knowledge of God. The next one, humility. This is a hard one for a lot of people. I, I don't have the time to go into it. I've gone way over time today. But this is an area I was thinking in my life personally. Where I thought that I was at this place where I've kind of felt like, okay, God, I feel like I've figured out how to deal with pride in my life. I think I'm getting there. I think I'm in that place. And then He's like, No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been there? Yeah. He's like, I got one more. I got one, one more for you. And you're like, Okay, Lord. And so this humility, and it's ongoing for us because the moment we think we're humble, we're really not. <laughs> That's more of a pride thing. And Proverbs 11, chapter 11, verse 2 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Then here, Proverbs 16, 18. In the Message Bible, it's not on the screen, but it says, first pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. That's a good verse. (laughs) Humility, it's important. Let's not get our ego and our pride in the way because ultimately, it's going to be a big crash and a big fall. So if we can allow ourselves to, to be teachable in this, in humility, that's important. And then the last one is being rooted in love. Being rooted in love. That's so important in being teachable. In Ephesians 3.16-19, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts in God's love. That will keep us strong. Then the last scripture, 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. All of these things that he's called us to do, but oh, by the way, do everything with love. Love has to permeate everything we do. If it doesn't, we just become judgmental. We become those people who just are calling out stuff, and we're, just, we're missing it because we're missing the love part. So don't allow those suckers to attach themselves to your life, whatever they may be. You may need to prune them, or I mean, uh, lop them off, or you may need to, to move them, whatever the situation is. And don't be a sucker. Be teachable. So bad, be teachable. Ooh, that's good. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to conclude this morning. I know we prayed for healing this morning earlier, but again, if there's anybody and you just feel like, man, I just need a touch from God in my body, I'm not feeling well, whatever it is, we want to pray for you this morning. We want to make sure that the power of God that we've called on today, that we've talked about today, that it's released, the miracles are released in your life. Whatever that is, whatever your situation God wants to meet your need this morning. So we sing this song. If you need prayer for anything this morning. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast.